Welcome. I am so glad that you have joined us for this live stream experience on Wednesday, and it is exciting that you are here with us again. Uh, this week, God spoke to me about something for this uh, very experience that we're going to have, this message that I'm going to deliver, and uh, he confirmed it a couple of ways, and one of the ways that he confirmed it was uh, I was scrolling through my news feed, and one of my friends had posted a song that he sang, and uh, this is one of my favorite songs, and I just, I, I feel like uh, that I, I need to share it with you. So we're going we're gonna to cut to that, and I want to share this song with you uh, so that you can see it and you can experience it, and uh, you can uh, be blessed by it. It talks about the hope that we have.
it's a beautiful home and that sets me free. song doesn't that uh, just encourage you uh, I have hope it's a beautiful hope and it sets me free I am free because of the hope that I have in Jesus Christ I am so excited amen to be with you tonight I'm so thankful that you've joined us if you would like to leave your comments or if you have any questions please don't hesitate to type those into the comments somebody will be answering them tonight for you if you'd like to text us uh, and you would like to be baptized or you have uh, more questions you'd like to set up a time or have a prayer request we'll post those links and we'll also be putting that number on the screen for you to text and we just encourage you uh, to enjoy this Bible study with us tonight the blessing of the anchor so tonight we're going to get into the Word of God and uh, we are going to talk about Hebrews chapter 6 and uh, I want to just encourage you to join us tonight uh, for this Bible study, and we're going to have a great time studying together. Please feel free to leave comments and uh, questions, and we will uh, respond to them as, as best we can. I want to take just a moment, and I want to welcome all those of you who have never watched us before online. If this is your first time, we're so thrilled that you have joined us today. Today we are going to be doing a Bible study. We're going to be discussing our anchor, the hope that we have. And so I would like for you, if you would take just a moment and look at Hebrews chapter 6 in the New Testament, Hebrews chapter 6, and we're going to read verses 15 through 20 to get us started today. Hebrews chapter 6 and verses 15 through 20 reads, And so, after he had patiently endured, he obtained the promise. For men verily swear by the greater, and an oath for confirmation is to them an end of all strife, wherein God willing more abundantly to show unto the heirs of promise the immutability of his counsel, confirmed it by an oath, that by two immutable things in which it was impossible for God to lie, we might have a strong consolation who have fled for refuge to lay hold upon the hope set before us. Which hope we have as an anchor of the soul, both sure and steadfast, and which entereth into that within the veil, whither the forerunner is for us entered, even Jesus, made an high priest forever after the order of Melchizedek. I was praying about what uh, God would have me to speak to this time of crisis in this time of turmoil in most people's hearts and minds right now. I heard on the radio that about 55% of Americans are hopeful, uh, but there is a lot of people that have been losing hope each day that this crisis goes on. And so I wanted to take just a few moments and, and share with you what God has put on my heart. It's kind of incredible to me that God would confirm that through uh, His Word. And so this is what I feel like God would have me to speak to you. I want to talk to you about the blessing of an anchor. The blessing of an anchor. And so the anchors that you uh, read about, maybe heard about in days past on the sea, they work because of the weight, the weight that they have and the friction that they uh, would cause as they would lay at the bottom of the sea. And in modern, in modern times, we have anchors and they have a long cable that are, is attached and it al actually allows uh, that 
uh, anchor to drill into the bottom of the ocean floor or to lodge on the coral reefs or on a bed of rocks. But it still works in the same principle as the former anchors did. It, it is purposed to keep the ship steady on the seas. We have a, an age of great change and uh, we have a time when morality is mocked and uh, even when at times the world encroaches the borders of the church and uh, makes fun of those straight paths of righteousness and, and, and a lot of times doing good and doing what is right or what is biblical is avoided. And we have people who have chosen uh, to substitute anchors to try to hold them in place on the stormy seas of life. But there's only one anchor. And so I want to talk to you about that today. Because of the lack of anchors in our society, men often uh, find themselves chasing after all the wrong things. There's a, a search for significance and a search for some uh, semblance of value as they live their lives out. But because the wrong anchors are chosen, life then loses its value and life becomes nothing more than a seeming quest for life, liberty, and the pursuit of happiness. And sometimes even in America we find that we search and we seek and we spend so much time going after the wrong things. The word anchor in the scripture only appears four times. It only appears in four verses. And yet Paul makes this allusion to this word whenever he writes to the Hebrews. There is nothing like having the creator of, of all life to be able to be the anchor of our soul today. Paul knew the great Jewish minds that he would be addressing over this very issue. And so the Holy Ghost driving both the mind and the pen of the apostle. He faithfully warns of apostasy in the opening segment of this chapter. It's the Holy Ghost that's uh, drawing men and commanding men to be faithful to their God. Yet, uh, as we find Paul often does uh, with the Holy Ghost, uh, through the Holy Ghost in the closing segment of, of this chapter of Hebrews, he uh, basically gives hope and gives comfort and gives strength to men. So we have to understand who it is we are trusting in. We have to understand where our, our source of hope is. And this, this is the reason for our hope. The reason is Jesus. Jesus is the reason. He is the anchor of our souls. Our hope is in Jesus. It's, it's knowing that we will spend eternity with Him. It's knowing that He will wipe every tear from our eyes, that we can endure the storms of life because of our past, our present, and our future. Hope is all wrapped up in Jesus Christ. Our hope is not in governments. I know that our government, even at this point in our uh, world, is trying to do everything that they can to help stop this uh, global virus. But it's not in governments, and our hope is not in scientists, and our scientists, they're doing everything that they can. And they're trying to find the cure, and they may have even found a cure for some of the things that we are dealing with. Our hope is not in medical professionals or in first responders, even though they do a great job, and we're very thankful for them. Our hope is not in banks. Our hope is not in money or finance. The only true hope that a Christian has is Jesus Christ and eternity with Him. To rely or to hope in anything else will only lead to us drifting or to having a loss of purpose in this life and also in the life to come. So let me tell you why we need the anchor. The anchor has the capacity has the, the capacity to hold the wind tossed or the storm torn to, and, and give the weary sailor rest in the most perilous times of life. I want to tell you why we need an anchor. We need an anchor to hold during the storm. 
Now, there are some people that debate about the purpose of anchors in a storm, and there's a small group of people in the, uh, in the uh, nautical arena that say that it's best if anchors rest in the sterns and in the bows of the ship during a storm because they will hold that ship, and so the ship will be able to roll with the flow. But the vast majority of seaworthy sailors determined that the, the anchor should be dropped to the depths. The anchor should find the lodging among the rocks, and it would hold the ship then in a steady position to keep it throughout the tossing. The anchor holds and the ship is not going to capsize with the anchor holding. The great howling around the ship, the creaking of the timbers, the tremors of the mast, they're all a physical part of the storm, yet the anchor holds. 1 Peter chapter 4, verses 12 to 14 Beloved, think it not strange concerning the fiery trial, which is to try you, as though some strange thing happened unto you. But rejoice inasmuch as ye are partakers of Christ's sufferings, that when his glory shall be revealed, ye may be glad also with exceeding joy, if ye be reproached for the name of Christ. Happy are ye, for the spirit of glory and of God resteth upon you, and their part is he is evil spoken of, but on your part he is glorified. John 16.33 says, These things have I spoken unto you, that in me, Jesus says, ye might have peace. In the world ye shall have tribulation, but be of good cheer, I have overcome the world. The anchor can relieve the dread of destruction. The anchor of Jesus Christ is such, uh, such great quality that no matter how bad the storm gets, the heavier the rains fall and uh, the, 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 the more windy it gets, it holds deeper and it grows more firm. The storm, no matter how great it gets, cannot drive men from the Savior. It merely anchors their soul deeper in the rock of ages. And so we need the anchor. We need the blessing of the anchor. Why do we need the blessing of the anchor? Because it not only holds the ship during the storm, it also holds the ship during uh, discovery times. There are certain times that a sailor will drop his anchor and he's found great wealth in the sea and he's looking to uh, uh, pull that great wealth out of the sea. And when the sailor finds a productive place and a great, great catch is made, the anchor must be sure, must hold him in place while he is pulling those things out of the sea. There are times in life that I believe God wants us to stay directly where we are, uh, to shelter in place, so to speak. Nothing that God does is without purpose. He does not suddenly entrust men a great soul overnight. He doesn't make us incredible overnight. Great buildings are not built overnight. They're built nail by nail. They're built board by board and brick by brick. Great souls will never find themselves at times static without any seeming growth. Sometimes great souls are going to feel like they're not moving forward. But if we are anchored in Jesus, if we have our hope in Him, it's going to work out in the end. God who has determined the purpose for our lives, He directs that uh, the anchor remains down even in the depths whenever we're going through things and whenever we are searching things out and we're finding things out and we are discovering ourselves and the greatest treasures are coming in the nets below. Luke 21, 19, it says this, In your patience possess ye your souls. I don't know about you, but I'm not a very patient person. 
this, uh, this time of crisis that we are going through, it's causing me to have to be more patient and to allow God to work some things out. It's, it's causing me to have to think about a lot of things going on in my life and in my spiritual well-being. And so in my patience, I'm, I'm learning to possess my soul. Hebrews chapter 6 Verses 11, 12, and we desire that every one of you do show the same diligence to the full assurance of hope unto the end. That ye be not slothful or lazy, but followers of them who through faith and patience inherit the promises. See, patience is the journey in the making of a man or woman of God. Patience is the, 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 the process that we have to go through, keeping the anchors buried. There's some great reasons that we have been placed in this place. <laughs> There's some great reasons why we, we have our anchors down. Let, let me just share a few from Scripture. Love, joy, peace, long-suffering, gentleness, goodness, faith, meekness, temperance. These are the cause of us being rooted and grounded and anchored down in Jesus Christ so that whenever we go through times, we can discover things that we never knew. So let the anchor stay down. Let the anchor remain until you get free from bitterness and you get free from that heat of anger and you get free from jealousy and you get free from covetousness and you are free from the snare of substitutes of anything that would take your mind off of God. And you get free from the lethargy of complacency that takes hold of every Christian from time to time where you just say, well, I guess I can just show up to church and I can, I can just go through the motions. No, keep the anchor down until you realize God is setting you free. He's developing the fruit of the Spirit in your life and He's going to give you the godly character that you desire. The anchor holds men against drifting away from the more important things that can be harvested in the sea of life. Life is going to teach you a lot of things. The, the rain falls on the just and the unjust. Good things and bad things come to each and every one of us. But look at the Scripture. You'll find out Noah anchored deep and he built an ark whenever it seemed crazy to everybody else. Joseph anchored and he delivered the world with God's help through a global famine. John anchored his soul and he became the disciple of love. Daniel anchored and he walked out of the lion's den. Oliab and Bezalel, they anchored long and they worked patiently and crafted the furniture of the tabernacle. Peter anchored and he came back from failure to preach the most popular sermon in the entire New Testament. And Ruth, we read about her remaining anchored. And in her patient gleaning, she found destiny at the hand of the kinsman redeemer. A great prayer life is not going to be built overnight. A great command of the Word of God is not captured overnight. A great ability of fasting is not found in an unstable spiritual life. Stay anchored to the place that God has determined for you to be. Don't try to get away from Him. Don't try to pull away in this time of uncertainty. But stay anchored to Him and you will be able to pull great treasure, great riches from the depths of the sea. The anchor is in place to give you rest. Another purpose of the anchor is to bring rest to your soul. The scripture describes this in Matthew 11 and verse 28. Come unto me, all ye that labor and are heavy laden, and I will give you rest. Job chapter 34 verse 29. When he giveth quietness, who then can make trouble? And when he hideth his face, who then can behold him? Whether it be done against a nation or against a man only. 
In Psalm 36, verses 7 and 8, How excellent is thy loving kindness, O God! Therefore the children of men put their trust under the shadow of thy wings. They shall be abundantly satisfied with the fatness of thy house. And thou shalt make them drink of the river of thy pleasures. The anchor is to give you rest. The anchor of Christ has brought rest to many souls throughout history. There's nothing like the struggles of life and, and placing those struggles of life on an altar every day and, and giving God an opportunity to bring rest to you in doing this. When you place those struggles, those worries, those cares on the altar, you, you basically are affirming and saying, God, I've done everything that I can do. You take it from here. I surrender it. How much easier would it be if we would learn this in the beginning to take the difficulties, the struggles, and the cares of life to God in prayer before we try to fix everything on our own? The anchor's in place to give you rest. Why don't you take that rest today? The anchor is also there to keep the ship from losing ground. Another purpose of the anchor is to keep the ship from losing ground. And there are times that a ship has to navigate around dangerous rocks and uh, uh, headwaters. And, and so the anchor is run out and dropped. And the sailors work uh, to move the ship and basically swing around that treacherous point of water or uh, rock. And it takes Time It takes effort. It takes great energy to operate a ship in this manner. But if you'll do it and you'll do it correctly, you'll lose no ground while you're navigating. In our quest for uh, revival and a move of God, the ship must not lose ground. We can have a great message, but we can change our methods if we need to in order to navigate the stormy waters that we face but can I tell you some very simple things? First of all, repentance is not a loss of ground. It's a seedbed for growth in our lives. Sacrifice is not a loss of ground. It's the, the strong cost and the effort of revival. Scheduled prayer is not a loss of ground in your life. It's the energy of a move of God that will take place in your life and your family. And searching the scriptures and being in the word daily is not a loss of ground. It's the only way for you to truly keep moving forward. The ship doesn't lose crown while the anchor of Christ is guiding it around the horn. There's nothing that unifies and consecrates uh, that, a life like some strongly held hope. And that hope has got to be in Jesus Christ. Let me just wrap this up today. Uh, and I want to share this, uh, this, this scripture, this wisdom from scripture with you. There's only one hope. There's only one way. Yes, we understand that the, the, the storm is going to come and the waves of this life and the things that are going on in the chaos and the turmoil all around us, they are going to raise and rear their ugly head. But can I tell you, there is hope for you. The hope is found in Jesus Christ. It's not found anywhere else. It's not in our government. It's not in medical. It's not in your check that's going to come uh, from a stimulus package. Your hope can only be found in Jesus Christ. I've been to other countries. I've seen the way that uh, people live in third world countries, even in villages that are very remote and out of the way. And, and I've wondered how do these people survive? How do they live? How do they survive? And I have come to uh, realize that the only way that people can survive is if they have hope. 
But you take that hope away, or if that hope is in anything else, you're going to find it, it may lose its steam, it may lose its luster. But there's only one hope, and we read about it today. We read about it in uh, Hebrews chapter 6 and verse 19. The hope that is set before us, the hope that we have is an anchor for the soul, both sure and steadfast. And it is that we will see Jesus, that we will be with Him forever. There's nothing that can take that hope away from us. We have this hope. We've got this, this powerful hope. We've got a hope that this world is looking for. We've got a hope that this world doesn't understand. And when they see us, they, they wonder how we can be so cheerful. They wonder how we can lift up our hands and we can worship and we can uh, display the love of God. It's because of the hope that we have. We realize that there is no greater hope, there's no greater life than living for Jesus Christ. And I want to just encourage you today, if it's been a while since you've surrendered, if it's been a while since you've had that hope restored, don't lose hope today. You've got an anchor, you've got the blessing of the anchor, that hope that will never fade away. So as I close today, I want to just encourage you from Hebrews chapter 6 and verse 19. It says we have this hope as an anchor of the soul. It's both sure and steadfast. There is no other hope that you will find that is greater than the hope that you have in Jesus Christ. Hope in medicine, hope in a stimulus check, hope in government, hope in uh, you, you know, your savings account. None of that is going to matter. The only hope that you uh, need today is the hope in Jesus Christ. If you don't have hope in Jesus Christ, I want to encourage you today to find that hope. This is the hope that we have. This is the hope that is set before each and every one of us to receive Jesus Christ, to allow Him to change our life. The Scripture makes it very plain, makes it very easy how we can have this hope. Uh, we've got to repent of our sins. We have to turn to Jesus. We have to turn our lives over to Him and allow Him to lead and guide our lives every day. This is called repentance. This is basically turning away from what we want and turning to God and saying, God, what do you want? What does your word say? What, how does this apply to me? And then the second thing that you need to do if you've not yet been, you need to be baptized in the name of Jesus Christ to have all of your sins washed away. Once you're baptized in Jesus' name, we can set this up for you. We would be glad to do this. We'll meet you at the church, and, and we will baptize you. If, if you want the number, the number will be on the screen, and you can text and we will uh, make arrangements for you to be baptized in Jesus' name. Uh, it doesn't matter uh, what has gone on before now. Right now, you have the opportunity. You can be baptized in the name of Jesus Christ and have all of your sins washed away. And then we will pray with you. And I believe that God will fill you with the gift of the Holy Ghost. And you will receive His Spirit living on the inside of you. And it will change you. Why? Because now you won't just have knowledge of that hope. You will have the, the hope living inside of you. You will have that hope. Every day that you wake up, you'll know, I've got hope in Jesus Christ. I have the blessing of the anchor for my soul, the hope that is in Jesus Christ. I, I just encourage you today, amen, if you are without hope, don't be without hope. Don't stay without hope. Paul said it like this. He said, if, if, if we only have hope in this life, then we would be of all men most miserable. But we have 
all of us through Jesus Christ. We have a hope that extends beyond this life. We have a hope that goes beyond death. We have a hope that goes into eternity, realizing that our hope is Jesus Christ, that He's already made a way through Calvary that we can be with Him. Repent of your sins, be baptized in the name of Jesus Christ, and receive His Spirit, and then live closer to Him, and find your hope anchored in Him every day. Before we sign off tonight, let me just pray that God would bless you and that uh, your, your prayers to draw closer to Him and your desires to be who He wants you to be, that those uh, would be answered in, in short order and that you would have the peace of God and that you would be able to have the courage to take the steps that you need to take in order to draw closer to God. Lord Jesus, we thank You for this time that we have had together tonight and I thank You, God, for what You're doing in our hearts and our lives. I pray, God, that you would speak into the lives of each and every person that's watching right now. God, that they would have hope and that they would have peace. And God, that if they are without that hope right now, God, that they would have the courage to take those steps to draw closer to you, to be who you want them to be, and God, to follow the instruction of Scripture in order to have that hope, the blessing of the anchor, the hope that we have in you. I pray, God, for each and every one that is watching right now, that they would receive that hope and that their life would be forever changing. God, we will give you the praise and the glory for their lives in Jesus' name. Amen. God bless you.